Welcome to Lively Conversations brought to you by Table 112. Whether you're at the table, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope to inspire meaningful talks about life between parents and teens. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share, and all the things. It really helps the podcast grow. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. We are your hosts, the Williams family. I'm Justice, and I'm a seven. I'm Jeremy, and I'm a nine with an eight wing. I am Dana, and I would identify with the three, with the four wing. I'm Lexi, and I don't know my Enneagram number. All right. So everywhere we turn, people are talking about the Enneagram. In fact, we were on our way to camp. I'm riding on the the bus with the high school students, and there's conversations popping up all around me of high school students talking about what Enneagram number they think they are and how that plays out in their world. And I just thought it was really interesting. So if you're not familiar with the Enneagram, um, it is an ancient personality typing system, and it's a tool that helps you see how you interact with the world, it can be really instructive for helping you to grow healthier, to see the areas where you are either healthy or unhealthy and kind of give you things to notice when you're not healthy so that you can invest in getting healthier. It also kind of gives us a language to talk about the things that are going on inside of us, in our emotions, in our mind, in our body. I know that it may be brand new to some of you, so I'll make sure that we link to some of our favorite resources in the show notes. So Lexi doesn't know her Enneagram type, and for the sake of this conversation, since it may be brand new to a few people, uh, let's go around on the Enneagram wheel and kind of talk about the different numbers. So at the top of the chart is the nine, and that is Jeremy's number. So Isn't it a circle? It is a circle, yeah. The best description I've heard so far of a nine is that they know what everyone else in the room is feeling except themselves. That is true. They're often called the peacemaker. So they want to keep the peace no matter what. That sounds like somebody's email. Like they just don't know their own emotions. No? I don't know. (laughs) And then if you move over to the, the one, the one is the reformer. They're always looking for, or sometimes called the perfecter. They're always looking for ways to improve things. And they have a, a high value on things being right. I feel like that's me. It's, it might be. Uh, the two is sometimes known as the befriender or the helper. They're super nice. They're the ones who are going to like take care of all your needs, bring you casserole, and they're always going to be looking out for other ones, other people. And that's you. Thanks. Uh, the three is, this is the one that I would say I am. It's the achiever or sometimes the performer. They're very driven they want to excel. They kind of have a tendency to maybe put that too high above other things. The four is the individualist. They appreciate beauty and emotion. They might listen to sad songs just for the sake of having a sad feeling. Oh my gosh, I do that. <laughs> the five is the investigator. They crave knowledge. They just want to store it all up. And they tend to need a little bit more alone time and downtime away from people. The six is the loyalist. These are our safety conscious people. They're the ones who are going to look out for making sure that things are safe. That also sounds like me. <laughs> they, they're dr- often kind of driven by fear and uh, just making sure that this safety is a huge priority for them. Justice, you want to describe the seven for us? The oh. S- they're the enthusiast. Where do I even start? <laughs> I mean, I guess seven, I don't even know how to describe it. I think I've heard people say, like, we enjoy, we like to enjoy life and kind of like our freedoms and stuff. Yeah, definitely. 
always looking for the party. Sometimes they are the party. Uh, sevens can have a tendency to avoid anything that's painful or hard to deal with. The eights are, and the last number that we'll look at is the challenger. And uh, they don't want to be controlled, but they also have a real heart for justice and, and things being right in the world. They My like brother. things to be their way. And I'm sorry? My brother? Your brother? Justice? Oh, not that kind of justice. Oh. <laughs> J-U-S-T-I-C-E, like liberty and justice for all. That kind of justice. So anyways, I want to know from, Lexi doesn't know yet. Did any of those stand out to you? You kind of made some comments as we went along, but did any of them stand out to you as four? Oh. Four did, okay. I'm, wait, my, I have a playlist full of sad songs. Do you really? I didn't know that about That's you. That's like my main playlist. You are super creative too and pretty expressive. So yeah, I we'll have, have to look into I that a little bit more. too many emotions. Too many emotions. Like, I'm sad, but that's also I'm, part of being 12. It could be. <laughs> well, I'm almost 13 in like it's definitely a part few of weeks. Being 13. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of part of being 12, but it's definitely part of being 13. I think so. All right. So, h- how did you know that the number that you claim is your number? Like, what was the thing that stood out to you that made you go, oh, that's it? That's awesome. uh, I think it's the not wanting to feel sadness. And then having that carry over into not exactly feeling like positive emotions either. Just kind of feeling like neutral about everything. Indifferent. That was the last episode. Uh, I think for me, the nine, the basic desire there is to be at peace with themselves and others. Uh, And I certainly like to do that. Conflict is a no-go for you. Well. You don't like it. I don't like it, but I'll use it if necessary, for the sake of peace. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, in our family, there's never been, like, silent treatment that goes on for days and days and days. Like, we're going to work it out. We're going to go through the strife to get to... We work it out. We talk it out. Yeah. And we hug it out. There you go. (laughs) But, you know, anytime there's been conflict, we've always tried to to deal with it. And that's that's important to me is, if Mm -hmm. there's a conflict, it needs to be worked out and not just sit there and bubble under the surface. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it totally makes sense because I think that in our marriage, you've been ins- you've instructed me in that way just by your example of not letting it just lie and pretending like everything's okay on the surface, which is my tendency as a three to just be like, no, no, I'm fine. Don't worry. I'm going to keep going. But, you know, wanting to really get to that true peace and it doesn't always work well because I'm more of an aggressive stance and so I'll get a little bit louder <laughs> than you prefer. <laughs> However, I think it's helped us for me to understand that you want to get to that place of resolution and to peace again, because I'm willing to work for that too. I just work toward it in different ways. Yeah, and the relationships are important. So, yeah. So, keeping that in mind, I know we're talking about marriage here, but I think this is good for the whole family. So, how do you think that this tool can help families understand and appreciate each other? Knowing each other's Enneagram numbers will help to understand the other one. Mm hmm. Because then you know what they can handle and can't handle, and you'll find the right way to work that out with them. Yeah. You might understand their why behind mm-hmm. how they behave a little That's bit more. I no, I totally get what you're saying. I think just knowing, you know, certainly you want to avoid putting someone you love into a box and saying, well, this is how they are going to behave or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, taking advantage of the resources that are out there to say, well, this is the best way to communicate with this person. This is the the best way to deal with conflict with this person. This is the best way to X, Y, or Z with this person because somebody's done that research 
And Mm -hmm. so being able to know, you know, knowing when justice is in a difficult situation, he's going to want to avoid the, those negative feelings and knowing that, you know, you're a take the bull by the horns kind of person, (laughs) you know, just having that information has been helpful and just knowing how to relate to my family. Definitely. I think dad kind of hit it on the head, hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Have you noticed it in any specific instances since you've learned about it in our family? Uh, Not really. Okay. Do you mind if I tell a story on you about a time that I noticed that you gave me a big gift as a seven? It's a little emotional. Is it the shoes? No. Um, So I shared with you guys a few weeks ago about um, how our friend passed away earlier this year. And the night that I got or I got a phone call and heard the news, I was just in shock at first and trying to process it. Jeremy went to the computer to confirm what we had heard because it was just it was a short phone call and it didn't see it didn't make any sense. And so we're I was just there processing it. And Justice, you were nearby. You came into the kitchen. You stayed with me for a minute. And I knew that as a seven that this was not a happy feeling. This was not something that you really wanted to engage in, but you stayed with me and you hugged me for a second. And it, uh, it was more than a second. It was a minute. And I knew when you left and I said, you know, okay, thank you so much. Like if you want to go, you can go. And you left. I knew that you staying with me was a huge gift because I knew that that wasn't natural for you. It wasn't what you wanted to do, but to me it meant so much. Did you know that? Uh, no, but I'm glad you appreciated that. Yeah. Well, I know it was hard for you cause it's not your tendency. So it, it meant a lot to me that you didn't run right away. So certainly um, under the circumstances, it would have been understandable. I have a story kind of like mom's. Um, so one night, uh, a few days before you left, you were packing up like late at night and I couldn't sleep and you were uh, walking by my room, and I guess you heard or saw me crying, because I was going to miss you, and you invited me to come sit in there with you while you were packing, and that meant a lot to me. That's so sweet. I never said who you was. Justice. <laughs> One thing I learned about when I figured out that I was a nine was how important rest is, and I, I talked about that in a previous episode, but I think for for Dana, that was also important for her to learn because it sort of validated, hey, sometimes I do need to sit on the couch. Sometimes I do need to have some time to myself. And like that's been helpful for for you to be able to understand that because it just helps you to know what I need and helps me to know what I need because I don't always know what I need. I think that's been helpful for us just, you know, making sure that everyone's getting their needs met. Yeah, one of the things that I've seen on in me is uh, when the number threes get unhealthy, they tend to go toward the side of nine where nine is not healthy. And so nines, when they're not healthy, can be um, slothful. They can kind of numb out on things. And I find myself, I found myself in some seasons and getting sucked into like Netflix marathons or something like that. And yeah, (laughs) and it wasn't a good time for me. And now looking back, I, I'm like, oh, I see that pattern when I wasn't doing well. And that's what I started doing. And so now that I have this language around the Enneagram, I can say, oh, when I start getting into that place where 
I want to pick up the remote and watch TV, which I don't usually do, that that's a little, it's an indicator that something's going on and I need to be paying attention and maybe feeding my soul a little bit better. Lexi, do you want to try to figure out what your number is? Yeah. All right, let's do that soon. So one of the interesting things about the Enneagram is that each number reflects an aspect of who God is. And it's kind of cool that when you put all of us together, it's this picture of the fullness of God and that we can be a reflection of who he is by living out the personalities that he, his thumbprints are all over. As we get ready to turn over the lively conversation to you and your family, we want you to consider this verse as you talk. Paul writes about how in Christ the old nature gets put away in favor of the new nature. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your, your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. With that in mind, here's this week's big question for you to discuss together. What ways do you see each other's personalities reflecting who God is? Thanks for listening. We'll catch you at the table next week. See ya. Bye. Let's get it.